Eight o'clock hour coming at you here on the fan cam in very chilly, but hopefully defrosting DFW. It's Sean, RJ, Bobby, and brought us on 105.3 The Fan, and we're getting set for the Super Bowl. With all the odds and all the betting, we are part of the BetQL network, so we had to bring in. I sent the text message. Uh, you guys want Darren Ravel and Choppy, of course, our degenerate gamblers. Like, absolutely, hell yeah. So joining us right now in conjunction with Coors Light and Miller Light for the Super Bowl, the first ever high stakes ad where fans can win real money by predicting every detail of the big game commercial is Darren Ravel on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Good morning, Darren. How are you? What's up, guys? How are you? You're, you're cold there, and I, I did see the the frosty branches. I'll never forget the Super Bowl in Dallas, where they were putting uh, sand on the on the on the streets when it was icy. And I'm this New Yorker screaming, salt, salt, <laughs> not sand, yeah. salt. You got to melt the stuff. Yeah, we look pretty soft these days. Times like this, I like to say we prove ourselves uh, in July with the Texas heat. When people are getting third degree burns, but we're not really not really pumping my chest out nope. here. Absolutely not. No. Not the best driving out here. Not the best uh you know, road not road crews, but like ability to melt the ice away. We just don't have it. We don't have that kind of technology. Darren, I guess. Darren, was that a bottom two Super Bowl experience? Like we like to make fun of Jacksonville, kind of like to distract away from Dallas and, and Arlington. Well, but the early the early Jacksonville I remember because I was like you know, I was, well, I don't know, I was like 28 years old and 27 years old, and I had never been to Jacksonville. I'm like, I thought this was Florida. And it was like 35, 40 degrees. <laughs> I mean, Detroit was pretty bad. Like the the, the parties on Friday were, were messed up because it was snowing. Uh, you know, Dallas had the combination of the seat debacle and the, the you know, the, the ice and the inability to deal with the elements. I mean, I'd, I'd say there were there. There've been there've been a, a fair share of disasters. So, are you yeah. allowed? Are are you allowed to gamble? Are you a gambler? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. I I gambled almost a million dollars in the past five years. Uh, well, damn, Man. sir. All right. And how much did you win? <laughs> uh, Seventy three thousand five hundred bucks over the over that course. It's every every bet that I. Dues on the Action Network. Every bit of the last four years, every single one is posted. What are your areas like? Is it just is college, it- college football? Pretty much college football is my thing. I do not bet uh, NBA. I do not bet college basketball. Um, I I will bet hockey, but specific things. Um, and live, I pretty much bet all unders. Wow, you know, it, I've always known uh, or or th- or thought that the unders and the dogs are the way to go in terms of betting that they hit more well, often li- than not. Li- live, they are because you know. Remember that every time that there's a score, it's put into the algorithm, and if you think you can beat that live, you at least need to have an edge. And although the edge is small, the algorithm calculates for the fact that people bet the over because they want scoring. So like my, I mean, my sons will tell you all day long, Hey, what's your dad rooting for? No points. <laughs> no offense. Nothing. You know, because that's what it, that's what it is. You get a small edge live from, you know, being the person who's willing to uh, hope no one scores. How, how much does like, 
hype go into futures bets? Like where a team is like really, really, you know, looked upon, like hyped up from the year before. Does their number get inflated, like their win total and such? Yeah, I mean, it depends. It totally depends on the sport. Like right now, the best sport for futures is 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 college football because of the transfer portal. The, the 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 bookmakers have not really successfully figured that out. So I would say if you're a college football fan of a certain team, you have a chance to know a whole lot more than I, I just don't think they're doing their work on the transfer portal. So like that was my that was one of my biggest ones. So like first year the transfer portal, Northwestern was three and nine the year before. And I knew, and they're my team, that we were going to get a, a running back and a quarterback that was going to be better than what was calculated. And I bet, what was it, 1500 to win 238000 that Northwestern was going to win the Big Ten championship. And I cashed out while they were beating Ohio State at halftime for the championship game, I, you know, 71000 bucks. Because, again, like, if you're – I, I never say bet on your own team, but – College football and understanding the transfer portal, uh, you know, I think I think that's probably the best futures right now because of kind of the because it you just said hype. Well, what's the opposite? Like a crappy team that somehow can get much better fast at the right positions, and that's only happening in college football. Darren Ravel here on one hundred five three The Fan. I noticed you said you didn't bet NBA, and that just made me think about the latest. Conspiracy theories about rigged sports. The NFL is rigged. How how do you react to all that talk that has taken over after the AFC Championship? I, I I shut it down just like I shut down the moon landing, which is like, do you believe that the Russians who are going up against us all of a sudden took us at our word? And then we, <laughs> and then we faked the moon landing, and we did it six more times. Really, we're that stupid? Okay, and it's the same thing. It's like. When when David David Stern used to say to me, he's like, I always find it funny when people say that the NBA is rigged. Do, are they? Do they realize that they're accusing me of fraud and racketeering? That I would go to jail <laughs> for five plus years? No, that shuts it down right away. Like you're saying, you're rigging the contests that people are paying for and now betting on. Like it's a crime. It's a horrible crime. So like that's one. Two, it's like. Okay, who's doing the rigging? Like, because if you're going to rig things, like, okay, so the refs are doing the rigging? Okay, but the refs are doing the rigging, but, like, the players don't know about it. So, like, how hard would the refs – people don't understand how hard the refs would really have to work to make up fake, horrible calls, and it would just be obvious. So, like, that it's complete bunk. Yes, there are things that go on, but like everything was explainable in the AFC Championship game. Like, yes, the the ref was actually running on the field to stop the play. Okay, maybe people didn't see it, but it's not like they made it up. Right. Um, I do think that that the what the catch from uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, that 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 catch in the NFL in the NFC Championship game. That can't happen. Like that, yeah. that doesn't help the credibility when you have a no catch that leads to a touchdown and supposedly have people reviewing in the stadium and in New York. Can't happen. That can't happen. Well, Darren, but, oh, I'm sorry. But, but no, I was going to ask you because I was sitting there thinking, listening to you, you know, the Tim Donahue stuff and all that. When, when you first heard all that as a gambler, what did you feel? 
what did you feel when you heard all of everything that and how he laid it out for you uh, that at they that they were able to do this? Yeah, I think I think Donahue's side is a little bit more slanted than it really was. Listen, we pay attention to 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 refs and and umpires and you know the these records are are kept you know we have a guy at the action network sean kerner who talks about it nonstop and makes it part of his bets there are tendencies there are people who do call you know they, they they're more likely to have a holding call um and that you know that will be you know then you're going to say okay i i like the total i like the under better or the or or whatever it is um I just don't. I just don't think that that this stuff happens. I think there are tendencies, and the Donahue is the outlier. Um, but if if anything with betting, I'm I would be most worried about college players who are you know not getting the money. And by the way, top guys are getting some of the money now with NIL. But uh, college seems the one that can be most compromised, which is frankly why some states. Uh, are not allowing betters to bet on the teams that play within those states. Uh, I think that's a clear call out for some concern. Not like someone from across state lines could 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 help rig something, but I just I I think that's that's probably the greatest compromise. But I don't think I don't think it's it's I don't think leagues are legit concerned that refs are that there's going to be more Donahue's out there. Darren, when we see like Miles Austin from the Jets, uh, yeah. the, the receivers coach, the old Cowboys receiver, when we see him get suspended for betting on basketball games, do you do you see the the argument for the conflict there, where you say, "Hey, you're, you're an NFL coach, but you still can't bet on basketball games," or do you view them as, "Hey, these are separate things"? That's that's a rule that doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, I, I actually understand that at the coach level. I might not understand that at the executive level like if there's a pr guy like at the coach level i understand i mean you're especially in the mobile game you're logging on to apps you know you're you're one one movement away from the nfl and you know i understand gambling addiction and 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 tendencies and i mean there were the dumb thing was you know the nfl you, you can't go to vegas like that thing was ridiculous canceling tony romo's fantasy convention because it was in vegas like get out of here that that that's bunk but you know the idea that generally you shouldn't be betting if you're a coach in the nfl i i, I don't think that's that far-fetched darren bell action network join us here 105 through the fan uh ticket prices for this game uh have have we are they sky high again? Have we hit a Taylor Swift Ticketmaster snafu at all? I haven't heard anything, but uh, no, how are I they mean, different than years past? Get, you're not going to get. We're, I think we're past the point where you're get, you're not going to get face value. You know, I mean, this is the today is the 21st anniversary of of me going to the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, and uh, I got a 400. I wanted to see how cheap I could get a ticket for. I got a 400 dollar face value ticket for a hundred dollars. Um, that was extenuating circumstances because it was Mardi Gras. Uh, so there were no hotels with it that you could get at the last minute within 50 miles. And it was post nine 11 where the entire stadium, the Superdome was, was, was fenced in. So it took like two hours to get in, but like, I don't think, uh, you know, it's going to be, it'll be the $2,500 ticket will be four forty five hundred. I don't think, I don't think, especially with with the Eagles market and the KC market, I, I just 
I don't think people are getting in. The, the, the day and age where you can get face value is not happening. And by the way, the NFL is, you know, $400 face value 21 years ago. I, don't, I think the lowest face this year is 2000 Ooh. And, and, and the tickets, this is non-Super Bowl, but the tickets for LeBron's potential record-breaking game, is that true up to 92000 for a seat? Well, that's 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 courtside. I mean, courtside. There are people who want to see this, and and it's going to be kind of, you know, an NBA final. So Kobe, Kobe courtside final game was like real, you know, twenty thousand for the best seat. You know, I think that's what this will be. People want to see the record. I think it's obvious. You know, LeBron plans everything. I think it's obvious that it's going to happen during the Bucks. You have Kareem. You have the Lakers. You have the. You know, it's just it just makes a whole lot of sense. And LeBron, I mean, plans when he's going to the bathroom every morning. So <laughs> this, is, this is clearly a plan. Darren, I always wanted to ask you this, and this is the first time I've ever had to talk to you or get the chance to talk to you. Do you relish being like, uh, like the villain? in your uh, in your everyday I life i don't i don't mind it i don't <laughs> mind it i don't mind when people hate what i do i'm very self-aware about you know uh har- you know things that i write that are horrible jokes and that will get you know i i i think the worst thing if you if you strive to be relevant i think the worst thing is to be middle of the road and so if people love me with a passion or hate me with a passion i feel just as good what are the top two things in your memorabilia collection? <sighs> um, I have uh, the vest from Ferris Bueller, the Ooh. only one. So I have that. Um, <laughs> All right, let's make it top have, three, maybe four. <laughs> I have uh, I have Kobe Bryant's uh, pass that was around his neck in Beijing. His athlete pass. I'll wow. ne- I will. I will. That I will never. I will never sell that. Um, I'm trying to think about like a ticket because I love tickets. Um, ticket. Uh, I have. Uh, uh, I love. I love the. I love the. Uh, the movie. I'm a movie guy, so I love like the movie kind of the real movie ticket. So I have the ticket to the 1954 Indiana high school state championship game, wow. Milan versus Muncie wow. that became Hoosiers. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the memorabilia stuff. It's great. And it's, you know, when and then, your bank is giving you 0.1%, it's if you, if you really get good stuff, it's a good place to put your money. And the number one thing you couldn't acquire, the thing that's haunted you that you've been dying for, that you were dying for. Actually, you know, today's the uh, anniversary of uh, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, Richie Valens dying in the plane crash. Uh, I wanted that ticket to the day the music died, and i i offered uh, I offered a guy seventy thousand dollars, and he said no. Wow, Darren Ravel, Diamond Factory Highland. Let us know. Are you running around in Arizona? If so, we'd love to sit down with you, man. We appreciate the time. I will be in Arizona, and let me just tell you quickly about this contest with oh, yeah. Miller Light and Coors. Yeah, so ba- basically, you know, I think everyone's frustrated about Super Bowl ads, and now they're they're totally just put out ahead of time. You're like, I've already seen this. Who cares? So the guys at Miller Light and Coors, they they kind of said, all right, let's get people on the edge of their seats. And so you could go to DraftKings 
and you can you can actually it's a free to play contest. There's 12 questions. You have to say like, will there be facial hair in the guy with facial hair? What, what will be the animal behind the bar? Mm. Will this be a Norlite ad, Coors Light ad? And they have five hundred thousand dollars that they're gonna give away depending on you know how many questions you answer. So that's the idea behind it. Awesome. Thank you so much. You got it, guys. Interesting as always. We'll see you in Arizona. Darren Ravel on the Diamond Factory Hotline. We'll see you tomorrow in Arlington. Let's get set. What's going to happen and who's going to lose money at Fanball? And will Sang Fire Mark Cuban get you kicked out of the AAC like apparently happened last night? Next. Sean, RJ, Bobby, and Broadus. Brian paying off his G-Bag Nation Cowboy bet on radio today from 5.30 to 9 p.m. He chose that over flirting with Walchuk's mom for 10 minutes. How are you holding up energy-wise? I'm great. You guys, I mean, your show moves along. Wow. It really does. I mean, I mean we're a professionals. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting because, like I said, you, I, I'm – I'm fascinated to be able to work on all the shows and kind of at the end of it, I'm sure on Monday we'll have a, a segment where I'll be able to kind of talk about working on all the shows. You're going to lie about me again like you did last time where you called me this dictator and I'm sitting in no. my seat just saying, go get Michael Lombardi. Go get this. Go get me no, coffee. No, you are a pain in the ass. There's no question about that. Like, you know, I, I have a question for Darren Ravel and, and he looks at me and goes, What's your question? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I'm going to try and a- I'm going to ask him, like, hey, what ballpark food do you really like? No, you know, no, 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 no. You I, are. You're a demanding bee. I'm don't, not, you are. I'm don't not doing act it for like that, that reason. I was just, I like to stay on the subject. We made a mistake yesterday with Michael Irvin. Bobby, or we, one of us jumped ahead. Why don't you just handle a, all the interviews yourself then? Well, we just should be in communication with We do it anyway, right? Anytime oh, we get cuts, anytime we get cut sheet from Michael Irvin, it's like, Sean question, Sean question, Sean question, Sean question. <laughs> Everybody on the show, I mean, you know, yeah. all right, we get it. You know. That's I, not, you You don't need a bet payoff and have to work on all the you other opened shows. The, you opened the door for yeah, this. I did. That can, those worms are flying out. I did. For a reason. I did open that. I guess Why I Why are your, your teammates nodding? Everything I'm saying, they're like, oh, mm, yes, well said. No. Mm, yeah. Okay, on G-Bag with the interviews, you, just, you guys just probably go around, don't know what everyone's asking random. Just going around right No, no, no. They do one thing. I'll show you this right now. And Brian will know this. I bet this triggers him. Brian, you love this? Oh, yeah. Like I have one uh, more? Little, that, that, that's a small question. Like, small I got, question. I got a small question. Got a small, I got, but no, what you do. <laughs> the I'll puckered you, lips. I'll tell you what the one was hard is when you do the interviews, like when you're on Zoom, you know, and you're trying to hold up your finger. And, yeah. And you're not sure if the guy, and you don't want that awkward pause and. You know, kind of. Oh, yeah. well, I, I have a question, and then somebody gotta have an awkward pause though to go but, in for a kiss. But see, that's what <laughs> gotta have that. See, like Dawson will if, if Dawson hears any type of a little bit of a hesitation, he'll just dive in with a question. That's what and I then do. you're like going like if it was Darrell, you would like I go well, and then you would jump in with an immediate question, and right. now it's like yeah, everybody's kind of it's like know. a paranoia of yeah. not wanting that dead air, and then right. with four people, I'm realizing you you basically have one question. Yeah, like. We're used to like less well, people, so it's like you, you can ask you can more. follow up. I, I know a lot of times, like especially with interviews, I've learned this like say working with my guys. Yeah, Dawson will always ask a follow up question. He'll ask an initial question. Yeah, he'll get the second question, and then you kind of go from there. Yeah, and read. No, like, the only reason I asked you what you were asking is like 
We, yeah, because you I, hated I know, my question. No, I know what you're I, doing. I trust your questions. You're very good. You oh, put a lot Tim of thought. Don, that Tim Donahue question was stupid. See, this is going to be what's going to happen <laughs> on GVAC. So the, this will be the recap. The Mavericks uh, barely hang on. He's become a troll because of me. The Mavericks, I trolled him first, so I guess I deserve it back. The Mavericks beat the Pelicans. Luka gets hurt, but we got a DM uh, from, well, Bobby found this from, now, the account is Fire Mark Cuban, so you're kind of asking for trouble, I guess. It's at MVP Lucas 77 He tweeted this last night. Just to be clear, I got kicked out of the AAC tonight for yelling Fire Mark Cuban. Ooh. During the first quarter, was told I was being a disturbance. They legit kicked me out of the arena and threatened my season tickets. They did let my friends stay, so shout out to Jason from security. I appreciate you, but this guy apparently booted for yelling or chanting yeah. fire Mark Cuban. Which, by the way, I, th- I do think that is impossible. I don't think you could fire an owner. Just guess. Can't, you know. No, although no, Adam can't. Silver, I guess, has fired two owners. Sort of. It's true. Sort of. And Sarver and Donald Sterling. Um, but you should, this is, you should not get booted out of the arena. This is what James Dolan does. This is, a, this is, this has got James Dolan en- energy. Uh, nobody wants to do what James Dolan does. He did this to Charles Oakley. He's done this to fans. You don't you don't throw fans out for saying that you, that you need, that we need to fire the owner. The owner stinks. Take it. You want to own the team. You want to sit courtside, and you got to take it. Now I did I did see an old video where this is like one of his bits. I guess this guy where he will go to the games and yell this. And I did see him. He yells pretty loudly. You can pick it up on the TV. And so sitting around him, I can imagine that would be kind of irritating if you're just sitting there trying to watch the game. But if he's yelling anything else, do they tell him you're being a disturbance? People yell at games all the time. But let's be honest. You're Cuban. Let's just uh-huh. say this guy is four rows away. Yep. In 41 games, you're sitting there in your with your team in your arena. I got to be honest. I probably am not sitting there by Mark saying he paid. He has a right. I'm probably doing something to him, too. Just being honest. Does Jerry do something? Jerry's in a suite. I know, but I, Jerry, I mean, Jerry, Jerry's not sitting out publicly amongst the people. Jerry, but Jerry's right there, excessive. Like, I mean, somebody, could, the people right in front of Jerry's suite can turn right around. They can like high five Jerry if he reaches I, over. I think. I think if I was if I was Jerry, and for fifteen game or sorry, eight games, someone was in my face, bought a seat right in front of me to turn around and say, "Sell, sell, sell, sell." I'm kicking him out. I mean, I, I, Being don't, honest. I don't doubt Mark would do that. He covers up murals. Think, I don't think any of so. us would do it. All of us would say, get this fool out of here. I reached out to Mark. I asked him. Maybe oh, he'll get back. Well. I, I did. I just had the ability to do that. So we'll, we'll see if he... We'll <laughs> I see love if, that flex. We'll Not see a big if, deal. <laughs> do you think we're too harsh on him? We've all turned on him. No, I mean, to me... The I station. Think, I think that the one thing that I learned working 14 years with Jerry Jones, and it's not about all media... It, it does affect these guys. How could it not? I've been in I've been in rooms with Jerry Jones, and I've seen emotionally how things. Jerry Jones talks about big shoulders, and I could take it, and I like it. We're, we're human, you know. I mean, we're all look, human. Look at the Fantex. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's that's the thing about it is I I you know with the thing with with Mark and all. If you're an owner, like you know, you just I think you have to take that. I think you know James Dolan. I think you have to take that. You know, if you're going to sit courtside and the team's not playing well. You know, you have to, if somebody's yelling at you, you, your response should be, I hear you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And then you go back and then you get with your front office people and stuff like that. And like, listen, what can we do differently? What are we not doing? They're not, there are times when I wasn't working with you guys, but I was listening to the show driving around and I'm like, Choppy's right. Sean's right. 
I, you know, I mean, seriously, this is before you came on, but I used to, there were times where I'm like, these, these guys aren't wrong about what they're saying about us right now. I think you have to take it in a way of like. Oh, with the team? Yeah. Cowboys? Yeah. I remember, I don't know how much this happened later on, but like I had Rangers season tickets back in like Whoa. 09, 10, 11. Whoa. Like right around the, there. Uh, the, 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 the big season. Dude, I got on right at the right time. I got them in 09. And so that was right when they started getting good. But yes. 09, 10, 11. So we'd always go to batting practice and stuff like that. We would get there as early as we can. And John Daniels was a lot of times out there. And there were always fans who somebody wanted to pick a fight with him. And I remember routinely he would walk over. And if you were trying to debate him on a baseball point, he'd come over and like say, why, why do you think that? And then he'd sit there and talk baseball with him for like five minutes and That's tell him awesome. what. You know, it was very cool. He like, I remember he debated somebody who was yelling at him for not re-signing Pudge. You remember when they traded for Pudge again yeah. at the end of his career and then he went to the Nationals? You know, he's like, okay, why? He's like, Let, let's look at our catchers right now. Let's look at what we got. Let's look where Washington is. And he sat there and talked with the guy for like 10 minutes about it. Good for him. Tomorrow, Fan Bowl returns. Oh, 2023 edition inside Texas Live. In Arlington. How much cash are you going to have on you to lose? Whatever the ATM will disperse. Mm. If I lose to you three straight times, I'll go back three straight. I'll, uh, I'll I'll gamble to the death. I'll gamble to the death. And I'm not going to feel sorry for Are you bringing your wife? Uh, I don't know yet. She's not sure. Yeah, I am married, Chop. Uh, <laughs> Good for no, you, I, I don't uh, I don't know if she's, because they've got the birthday party, remember, that I'm going from. So it depends on how long I don't really care all that much. I'm just asking, is she going to be there so I can tell her while you're losing your money? She's listening. And taking food out of your kids' mouths because wow. you're talking all this smack. Starving my uh, children. And we're going to have the- I'll buy them lunch tomorrow. You got something you want to say about my mom, too? We're going to have the Fan Bowl <laughs> be pa- paper football <laughs> tournament. No, Thousands of dollars on the line. Revolver Brewing. Love Revolver Brewing. Big time. Oh, it's so good. They got so a stronger good. beer that, that knocks me out. Yeah? Yeah. They got a stronger beer that that I go to. But That's key. It's efficiency. It's, it's very good. It's efficiency. So, Revolver Inside Texas Live starting at 2 p.m. Free party with all the Tolos. Awesome representation always in Arlington. Roll on out. Yeah, and then... The, and then Kevin yeah. Hagelin, defending champ. I, I forgot about that, and I don't know how that happened because I, if I, I remember right, I he's a pretty well. <laughs> I hit the ball well. Yeah, it, 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 all, it all boils down to... <laughs> It's you know, actually pretty good. I whether or not. Toppy does the best one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, whether or not Sean and I decide that we want to actually play in this. Yeah. Or not be required to stop drinking. Or mail it in. Or mail it in. Be so like ba- Bassick's the Tim Donaghy of paper football. Like he's going to take a dive. Yeah. Bassick will take a dive in the third <laughs> round. Uh, he'll lose by a certain score. That's what's going to happen. But we're not eliminated <laughs> after the first round? <laughs> oh, sounds like brought us the fix it's maybe a, in. It's a South Park episode for me. <laughs> oh, they're second worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tomorrow, I'm in it for the long haul, baby. I got the babysitter till about eight. I, I'm, I'm touring Texas live after after Revolver if we end up it's a nice area. It venturing really, really out. Is, yeah. It's an awesome place. I, I'm so excited. So we've got uh, on on soda, which I, I started last Saturday. You're you're limited on the amount of alcohol you can have a week, so I've, I've saved all of it for tomorrow. So my entire uh, alcohol usage will be used tomorrow with the Tolos. And what are you allowed? I'm allowed like three drinks of like vodka or something. Okay, so but three. I'm, I'll take them all at once. Okay. Can you can you have more if you don't have any mixers with it? Does it have to be straight? No, no, no it's it got to be straight. Be, it has to be straight. straight. Just take some edibles or an edible. What are those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vitamins. 877. Mm, like Flintstone what vitamins? What are you trying to encourage over there? I want them to get messed up. So you're going to shoot vodka? Yeah. 
What do you do? You do that at lunch. I would not shoot vodka. I, that's not a shoot. I've never I would seen go, shooting gin ain't hey, bad. You can do that. If you want to do it clear, that's gin. a better one. I don't like that's, gin. No, it's, it's way better to shoot Wait, than I vodka. Can have, I can have gin, scotch, tequila, you have scotch? rum, or vodka. All the clears. I will not drink scotch, gin, or tequila. You're wrong about scotch. Yes, wrong. Let me well, tell you this. Y'all are old. Nobody, that's old men like nobody scotch. Nobody was more happy to go get my bottle of Tito's from the charity, from Sandler's charity event, than Choppy. Yes, we know. He, he, he yeah. <laughs> I knew, we, knew, we knew that. Yeah. Taking Cho- people's vodka. No, no, he didn't take it. I offered it to him, but he was like, really? You don't want it? I'm like, yeah, yeah go ahead. Get it. But did you get accused of stealing it? Yeah. Yeah, Sandler accused me of stealing it. We, I, oh, no. That's yeah, not, I, I, I was blocked. I, I was at the gym when he started texting me, and I was, I was getting livid. I was like, I was about to light his No, I up. told you when we were outside, <laughs> I, I go, I should have walked in with you. I'm sorry. That's on me. All right. I think we're going to have this. I've been looking forward to this segment the most. Dan Orlovsky, after Tom Brady retired, <laughs> Dan Orlovsky's top five quarterbacks ever, but the real fight is going to take place on this show, not with Orlovsky. Where's Brady? Who's missing? Who should be there? Top five. And wait till you see the argument that breaks out. We need Broadus for this next. All right. I know we're not going to have enough time for this. I've been waiting for this since yesterday. This will be the big fight breakout here on Sean and RJ. We got Brian Broadus as everyone has brought us as a special guest today until 9 p.m. because he lost his cowboy bet on G-Bag. So, With Tom Brady retiring, yesterday ESPN asked Dan Orlovsky to rank his top five all-time quarterbacks. Starting at number five, Dan Marino. This is top five, just all-time. Marino at five, Peyton Manning at four, John Elway at three, Patrick Mahomes at two, Tom Brady one. Now, he was on the show with Damian Woody and Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn immediately called him out for not having Joe Montana top five. And Dan was like, and sometimes we've used this caveat on our show for 12 years, Choppy. If I didn't see you, if I don't remember you day to day, we don't include you. Like, I I don't feel comfortable talking about John Havlicek, all right? I don't feel comfortable talking. Good shooter. (laughs) Good shooter. (laughs) That's why we have brought us here. He's our Chris Russo uh, for the morning show. Good six man. Good six man. (laughs) So... Dan said, I don't remember Montana like I was I was a little bit too young. I went and checked the ages because I'm like, how can you have Marino and Elway, but not Montana? And Montana is five years older than those guys. Yes. So Orlovsky was like, oh, because I was out of that range, I didn't put Montana. But then he had some stats to back it up. So one Brady, two Mahomes, three Elway, four Peyton Manning, five Marino. I went and looked at all the comments on Twitter. The biggest beefs besides Montana is that Mahomes was put in here too early. Where's Aaron Rodgers? Where's Drew Brees? And the one that set me off the most, that John Elway is tremendously overrated. Let's start with Ralph James Choppy. Mike on. Well, he's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm used to uh, you know it being turned off for me. Get the, get the donut, Joey. <laughs> um, Bring him his coffee too, Joey. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't make that this morning. I had to do it myself. <laughs> He's not Ben Rogers. Oh. <laughs> so again, and this is and you I think you made a good point on social media. Like, you can't really criticize anyone's top five. Like everyone's top five. It, it, all these quarterbacks are you put them all on the spot, you, you would take every single one of them. Um 
If you put one guy in this top five, one, I'm not going to fight you on it. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you I've turned on Orlovsky. Bobby has... Bobby has given me like that black venom, like in Spider Man. I've turned into venom against Dan. I've turned on Dan, but I, I have no problems with his list. I don't care. There's yeah, a lot I, of damn I, good quarterbacks. I mean, I I don't my I do not have as big of a problem with Joe Montana being off it as I do with John Elway being on it. Um, you've always took shots at Montana. Yeah, I mean, I think Montana was. I think he's tremendous. Again, I didn't see much. Like I, he he basically was out of the league or out of the Niners by the time I was eleven. I wasn't breaking down that um but to me like John Elway I think is still like he was really good but the, like I, I think a lot of it was he had a cannon for an arm everybody fell in love with that I don't care about arm strength I care about decision making that to me is 10 times more important than a good arm at the quarterback position I know Parcells may disagree with that but you know he makes all the throws yeah he does but do those throws always go to the right person you know are you hitting the right target so that's why I was never the biggest Elway fan. Although, like, he did kind of, I don't want to say he changed the game because I think there were there were mobile quarterbacks before him. But, like, what he could do with his legs was was pretty unique at that age, at that at that, at that era. Being pigeon-toed as much as he was. Was he? Yeah, bad. So he walked, like, was out? In. He walked in. He walked in. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's okay. what you watch him run. So he was in. Dak walks out. He's got yeah. the duck feet, right? Dak's out, yeah. All right. So I was never an Elway guy. I mean, some of the you know if you adjust his numbers for era, he still wasn't that great. If you use like as I said, I love adjusted net yards per attempt, which is a really good predictive one. I mean, he's basically Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my god! Uh, I think he's. I, I think personally, he's Ryan Tannehill with a better arm. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's what he is. He's Ryan Tannehill with a better arm. Oh. And, and, and Ryan Tannehill may have better feet. Um. So like he he was a really good player, but. Like settle down on the Elway top five. Like he he got he got to the Super Bowl three times in the eighties because his best quarterback counterpart was Bernie Kosar. That's the only reason, and because Marty Schottenheimer thought prevent defenses were cool. Like that's the only reason why he got there. He had nobody to go through the AFC in the eighties, bro. As you know, it was awful. What the NFC win? sixteen straight. Yeah, six straight sixteen straight Super Bowls. That wasn't on accident. It's because he had nobody to go through the AFC then was worse than the NFC now. Bobby? I, I think Elway's tremendously overrated. I Like, I, I uh, he's a he's a prototype, like, physically, everything else. You look at the first decade of his career. His touchdown interception was 158 to 157. This dude, even for his era, you look at over that 10-year span, you take everybody who threw at least 1,500 passes over those 10 years, he was 25th in passer rating. Like we're talking about him behind every he's behind every single last top quarterback in his era. There was only like twenty six teams then. Yeah, that's why I said over the course of ten years, you talk about fifteen hundred passes. There's uh, that's not total because uh, he yeah. threw like three thousand during that time. But in general, yeah, he had a strong finish to his career. Is where he it yeah, really it, that's where that's where he really he, he made hay. He he really did. But you, by do that you know point, why? Why, because why? he finally had help. Okay, but finally had help. He played his whole career. If he had what Silver Spoon Dak Prescott got had throughout his whole career, can you even name the receivers before Rod Smith and Shannon Sharp? Can you even name them? 
Ricky uh-huh. Natil. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyone were, else? Were they the Three Amigos? Is that where they were? Or was that Miami? Yeah, I can't remember. Posse was in Washington. You can't even name no, them. I'm trying to remember But who you else. don't factor that in whatsoever because he carried them to Super Bowl appearance. Okay, Rick, but, Rick but, Upchurch? But, with, with, with a coach. Wait a minute. I just named one for you. Uh, uh, what, Vance Johnson. Vance Ma- Johnson. Rick Upchurch. Mark. One of them was named Mark. But like we look Mark at all- Jackson. Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. He had the least amount of help, I would argue. All small guys, Of man. any quarterback. Well, first off, in this discussion, it's not even a conversation of the least help of anyone and a head coach whose guts he hated back and forth. He really, the you running can't even back, name a receiver. I would he played with. Sewell, Brady had less help early Steve on. Steve Sewell was a good, yeah. Okay. You, you look at Brady's help early on. You look at, like, in terms of weapons. With an like, A defense. You're talking about Rodgers. You can even look at, like, Breeze. Breeze had Jimmy Graham at some point, but he also had Marquez Colson. Colson, who never made a Pro Bowl. Like, I'm saying that you all there have been plenty of quarterbacks who have not had a bunch of weapons with them that performed better because they were elite talents. Again, we're talking about 25th in pass rating. Are we t- Are we looking at who? I don't even know who finished 25th in pass rating this year. All right, you have the best memory of all of us because yeah. the Montana, Marino, Elway, we were definitely younger. You were. Where do you stand? I'll tell you what, I, I, I wouldn't have Elway in my top five. No! My top five are Brady, Manning, that would be Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Brett Favre. Whoa! Well, okay. Oh, I, Favre is going to be a... Favre is my number five. I, w- I have a Super Bowl ring because of Brett Favre. So that's my my loyalty there. Well, let's, be, let's, pe- let's not be biased with it. Try, try, who, who would you no, that, take? I would take Brett Favre. Absolutely. You think Favre is better than Rodgers? Uh, yes. Okay, I so do. you had Brady, Manning, then who was third? Brady, Manning, Montana. I Wait, Brady, Manning, Montana, Marino, Favre. Those are my five. Favre over Breeze. Favre over Breeze. Favre over Mahomes. Well, yeah. Is it too early for Mahomes? Yeah, I think it's too early for Mahomes when okay. you're starting to talk about. I, I do see what you're seeing. Elway, John Elway, you, you Elway, Elway had one losing season in his career. One losing. And I think he, he got better. I think you're absolutely right. He got Terrell Davis. You know, all Rob of a sudden. Smith. Right, but he also got he also got Mike Shanahan. Yeah. And then Shanahan brings in that running game the way they had it. You know, that was huge. And Elway never really had, but you know, like I could say I was naming Steve Sewell and, you know, guys like that. You know, he did have Shannon Sharp, who was a Hall of Fame tight end. You know, they had one of the better offense. Like, but again, a lot of it had to do with what they were able to do with the run game that, that you know, with the, you know, the cut, the one cut running game that they had, zone blocking schemes yeah. and all that. They were chopping people in half running that football. With the way they were blocking, so yeah, I think things improved for him. He's a fifty-seven percent career passer. Did you look at Aikman? Would you take Aikman over Elway? I would take. I think I would take. I really had because we competed against Aikman. I know him better. He he was. You talk about a big game quarterback. Yeah, you have a top five list. Yeah. Um, look, I don't. I. I I know you guys are calling me Homer, but he's the best. That's Manning is number one for me, and then I have Mahomes. I, mean, I don't think that's it's not. It, I will you, tell you this: no any, one's crazy for putting Peyton Manning number one. Anybody that's played in the salary cap era at quarterback, where their team was turning over thirty percent every time, is going to get my vote. That's why I got Brady and Manning over Montana. Montana is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game, but his team never, his offensive line never changed. changed. His receivers never changed. He handed the ball, threw the ball to Roger Craig. Never changed. Yeah. You know? And Peyton Manning had all-time supporting cast, too, yep. which no Absolutely. one uses no as a knock. So but, 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 they, but his roster changed every year. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you I'm trade not out Marshall Falk for Edger and James. Yeah, that was a humongous gamble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I had Manning, Mahomes two, Brady three, Marino, and I think the most underrated quarterback in league history, Steve Young. Ooh. Okay. Steve Young's really great. I don't have, like, I wouldn't put Mahomes up there right now. Like, I imagine he'll get there. Like, if I, if I, I imagine by the end of this, we'll be talking about him as top three. It's just, there's so much left to fill out on his legacy where other guys have completed an entire career. So I can't put him top five yet. I imagine what? he will get there. But for me, it would be Brady, Manning, Dak, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers. Why would you, why are we killing Drew Brees? I don't, I, I had Brees like around, you want to talk I about I would take Brees over Favre. You want to talk about quarterbacks that have over Elway, Breeze, Kelly, Mahomes, I, I can't Young, take over Favre. Favre. Wait, wait, what did you just say? I hey, said, let's carry, let's carry this over. And and I also want to do this. We got Brian Broaddus in here. He's been doing the homework. If you have some Cowboy draft questions, NFL draft questions, mm. hit us up now. 877-881-1053. If you're out and about, final hour Friday edition. 877-881-1053. Broaddus draft. We'll finish the all-time QB discussion next. 